total. Man, I've got I've got over 20 songs out for the listening pleasure of the patrons. First songs came out in 2016 and I put out about on average six six songs a year. All right, episode 21, <laughs> Yellow Colored Glasses. Welcome in, everybody. And as always, we start out with reading a, a review, okay, for our, you know, for our agency, from our clients here. And I got one from Miss Katie K. And it says, I started using Warren Amounts Agency for all my business insurance needs first of the year, and I have had a wonderful experience. Jake and Michaela are so helpful and so professional. It's nice giving them a call and speaking with them about any questions I might have. Thank you for making my business insurance needs easy. So thanks, Katie, for that review. Um, yeah, Jake. That's pretty cool. Thing. Do the clap thing. Oh, the clap thing? How do we do that? How do we do that? A little soundboard? Yeah, we got it on here somewhere. I don't know what it looks like. but You can throw it in and post. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw it in. So anyway, today on the show, on the podcast, we've got Hunter, the pod. Hunter Thomas Mounts. Um, HTM used to be known as my little brother. Now I'm known as his big brother. So uh, that's how that works now, because he's kind of, you know, doing his thing down in Nashville. So introduction for him. Uh, he is currently in Nashville. Been in Nashville for how long? Six and a half years. Said, gosh, dang, that's yeah. went by quick. I know. Doing doing all the singing, doing all that down there. Yeah. Okay, so down in Nashville, and he is also a first responder firefighter for. Hendersonville? Yep. Uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee, full-time, and then part-time in Ashland City, Tennessee. You get to make my own schedule, make a little extra money on the side. There you go. So. And you've been doing that the whole time since you were down there, right? No, I just started doing Ashland City part-time uh, this past spring, probably in March. So I've been doing that for probably nine months or so. Okay, so between the firefighting and the music, yeah. how much How much other time? I mean, what, what else do you do besides that? I mean that that takes that takes the majority of my time, um, and just like anything that you're working at, you always feel like there's more that you could be doing, you know. But yeah, if you want to be playing writers' rounds, if you want to be playing shows on the road, if you want to be writing songs with other people, anything like that, uh, you can you can Not maneuver do it that. All. Yep, you can you can make it happen. So yeah, so it's a very busy place. Yeah, and we're gonna get into. I'm gonna get into like how it is living in Nashville here. But I think the main thing too is like give give people an idea, and we're we're literally going straight straight to the whole Nashville thing. So let's slow it down. No, well, hang on, hang let's on. slow Cause, it down because I wanna I wanna well, we're I gonna go back. Questions. Okay. 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 What are your questions? No, the fire department. Have you been at the same fire department? Or you already got that on your list? That's what we were just talking about. Okay. Well, has he been at the same fire department at yes. Henderson? Hender Hendersonville, I've been there. Because he only talked about the second one, Dustin. That's true. I've, that's been, exactly. I've, been, at, I've been at Henderson'ville full-time the entire time that I moved, that that's I've been I, in Nashville. That's what I thought. That's what actually made me pull the trigger on moving down to Nashville because I knew that I'd have an income and I could live down there. Correct. And not have to take residency under one of the bridges. And I feel like that's important. <laughs> we, got, we got good infrastructure there, so if you're going to live under a bridge, that's a good place to do it. But. It's valid. Noted. Uh, but, yeah, uh, same same fire department the whole time I've lived there. Uh, Hendersonville, it's been great. Uh, it's given me the freedom to do a lot of stuff uh, down there. So, so. You, lived, you started in Pleasant Hill. Yep. Singing, songwriting. Yep, for, for only like a year or two. Yep. 
And I remember that. And then you started through the fire department yep. here in Pleasant Hill. For about part-time, part-time Pleasant Hill, full-time Prairie yep. Township. So kind and of- then Nashville took you because yep. you got the best of the both worlds. Yep. So that's how Hunter Mounds got to Nashville. Yeah. Yep. That is how Hunter Mounds got to Nashville. Okay, so what's the coolest part of living in Nashville? There you go, Dusty. Man, there's always something going on. I mean, it's <laughs> a it's a it's a catch twenty two because uh, whenever there's something going on all the time, obviously it's entertaining and it's a fun lifestyle. But you really got to stay disciplined and not spend all your money. At I was the gonna bar. say there's a lot of distractions down there. Tons of distractions. I would get distracted. Tons of distractions. There's there's kickball tournaments. There's there's pub crawls, dude. There's all kinds of shit going on. Dude. And you think, because you can go working for, what, three or four days and be off for three or four. Yes. So you can go on, you know, if you're not disciplined. Yeah. You can go dude, on. Dude, I could be I could be on Broadway every night. It's a Friday every, every Monday. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Friday every Monday. Yep. So have you said kickball tournaments. Have you done any dodgeball tournaments? Well, there's a, there's a thing called Nashville Sports Leagues, and they've got every sport, and it's just adult, intramural – Basically, fun leagues, whatever. Dude, that sounds fun. I I played in a basketball league there for a little bit. Whenever I had less stuff going on, and that was a lot of fun. Except, I just realized that you know, people that are, you know, not to not to throw shade at anybody who might find themselves in this position, but people that are 28, 30 years old playing in some adult basketball leagues, sometimes that don't have anything else going on in their life, can really get a little bit too <clears throat> heated. Serious. Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't. I can't go. I can't get get in a fight out here on the basketball court. So I delay off of it, dude. You know, I know a guy like that. Um, oh, sometimes, you know, we all get competitive, and I don't think there's no, anything no. wrong with there's with no. an older person. I actually listened to somebody said one time. They said, "What's the best way for a middle-aged man not to feel old?" And the guy said, "Well, either start working out every day, do something active." Basically, was what he was saying. Like, Who said that? Can't tell you. It's anonymous. Anonymous. I said it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you don't, if you stop moving around, which Hunter's active because he's, you know, you got to be active to be a mm-hmm. fire department, right? Yeah. yeah. But Carrying for a normal person, right? I mean, yep. working in an insurance agency, like it's very easy to get complacent, and next thing you know, your back starts hurting and and all that other stuff. Posture gets all messed up. Yeah, like really, age is a myth in my opinion. Yeah. So. You know, when we're talking about Not age, age, I guess I guess being old. Yeah. Right? You can stay young forever. We're talking about getting in fights playing in those basketball leagues. This guy right here. How many fights did we have to keep you out of over the last year? Me? Yeah. You, you're like ready to go. Dusty, ready I don't go. Do I don't guy... even deserve to be into an argument on the basketball court. I should be thankful to even be playing around out there. Yeah, but you were always like, well, that guy t- is that guy talking trash? Are you no, ready to go? I had to do that with you. Because you can talk shit. You can play good and then actually talk shit. What am I supposed to do? What shit talking am I got to do? You play really good defense, dude, and you can make a lot of hustle. They get mad at me. on the floor, yeah, all They that get stuff. mad at me because I tried too hard, but I'm just trying to run around. Get me a sweat in. Yeah. I could see you attacking people based on how they look. <laughs> Attacking. <laughs> That's an aggressive uh, outcome there. Attack, huh? Yeah. Verbally assaulting. Verbally assaulting, okay. Yeah. And Dusty, he can just, you know, he can just be natural and people just, you know, he just get into arguments with being That's himself. True. That's yeah. true. So That's true. His, his uh, customer service personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, hi, I'm J- Dustin. Yeah. I'm having a good time here. So, okay. Down in Nashville, we've talked about the firefighting. Yep. Okay. Um, what's, your, what's your dating life like now? 
that? How's all that going? Wow. Uh, dating going straight into it. I am going straight. From dating <laughs> dating life was before I moved there. I was very excited. I was like, dude, I want to move down there, and I'm going to find me a Southern Belle, and it's going to be awesome. And uh, it just it didn't really end up working out like that. Uh, I met I met a couple ladies down there, um, but it just seemed like people were always. Um, kind of on their way out because Nashville is a very temporary place for a lot of people. A lot of people mm-hmm. just go Seasonal. go live there for, oh, I'm going to live there from the age 21 to 23, just mm-hmm. to say I did it. Yeah. Ran into a lot of stuff like that. Uh, and then the culture there is very, because there's so much entertaining stuff to do and you happen to run into a lot of the same people all the time down there. Mm-hmm. It can sometimes feel like high school too. Like really? people kind of run around in clicks and stuff, so it's crazy. It's so weird. How big is Nashville? Uh, there's like seven or eight hundred thousand people, but oh, wow. like all the places that we hang out are just on a couple of like small blocks, you know. So it just you always run into somebody. So so between it feeling like high school, uh, just because you always see the same people, and then like I said, people being on their way out a lot, it didn't really work out very well. Um, but then uh, this summer, I found a found a uh, a good girl, uh, reconnected, I guess, is, is what the modern term would be. Hmm. She came to one of my shows in Warsaw, Missouri. Okay. and uh, I was at that one. I remember that. Yep. And uh, Fell in love. Yep. Good deal. Continue. And now we're still together. So she's she's actually in the room right now. She's really? listening. Listening. She huh. is. She's, she's making sure that we all stay on track here. Yes. Um, and don't, you know. Stupid. Don't cut people off and so know. to summarize, I had to I had to I had to come I had to come back home to find a girl that was actually suitable That's good. for my lifestyle. Yeah. That's good. You're only as good um, as the girl you got next to you. I can uh, I can I can attest she's she's a good one. She, yep. She's she's awesome. So all right. We gotta tell a story before we I, I wanna tell the story and this could be at the end, but I wanna make sure that we don't forget to tell it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's that good. Okay. And Hunter, if you don't want to talk about anything that you've been in trouble with before in the past, that's okay. So you tell me now if you don't want to talk I'm about in, this. Okay. I'll talk about anything I've been in trouble with. So no one's gonna fire me. No, yeah, no one, no one's gonna fire you. No. Well, we we could vote it. We could vote on it. Yeah, we could. I guess we do have. We that could ability. vote. Um, so the reason I want to talk about this is because it involves the three people that are on this right yes. now. Hmm. I don't, know what I don't know if we've talked about it. Maybe on episode two. Maybe I, think we I talked don't. About I, don't it. I have no idea what the you're Darla, talking about. The Darla episode. I think oh, it was on my, when, when uh, Darla came on for the yeah. for the, the very end. Okay, so we go back a long time. You guys know Jake and I. We've been friends for a long time. Obviously, when we were friends in high school, I still had a little brother. He was just a lot younger than he is now. And you were probably what you just graduated high school. Okay. Yes. Just Are we yeah. going into the story right now? Yeah, we're going to okay. go. Because I want, I want to go into this before. I don't want us to forget about it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I don't want it to get lost. All right, so. Well, let's, in, tell, let, let's tell the audience that we're going to take a little break. Because we're going to talk about Hunter Mounds. Because I want to hear more about this whole Nashville we're thing. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to okay. get all the way back into it. But that, we'll all leads quick, to where, that all leads to where it is now. That's why he went to Nashville. To escape this situation. No, it all, Let's it exaggerate all, this situation. Let's 100%. say... All right, let's do it. Tell it, Dusty. Well, no, it it, it, it does. It goes right into okay, because you had just applied for. Okay, it does. I, I just applied for the Blue River Fire Academy. Okay, and we, you were still living at the house. You just graduated yeah. high school, all that stuff. How old were you? Uh, eighteen. Okay. Just turned eighteen. You're old enough to know better. I was I was old enough to be tried as an adult in court. Correct. Correct. 
And at that time, and I, I will, I want to say that I want to, I want to say that again. You were old enough to know better. Yes. Make your own decisions. I mean, when we're eighteen, you become legal, right? Yeah. Where you can go buy cigarettes and whatever else. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. I just want, I just want everybody to know. Can buy, can buy games that are infomature. Yep. You can go to a rated R movie. Yep. Congratulations. You can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Actually, you can do that seventeen, can't you? Yeah. 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 So you could do a lot of things at eighteen. Yes. So okay, let's move we'll forward here. Want to slow it down? We don't want to get too fast. So go and on. We were Dusty. we were twenty one. I was twenty one, and you were probably twenty because yeah. you you know. So we were also at the age where you know you still have sleepovers. So, <laughs> um, you know, golly. So Jake's over at the house one 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 night. Um, Hunter decides. This is back when Jason Aldean was real big. Big time Jason Aldean fan you were at the time. Yes, I still and am. And he had tattoos on this town that he had just released. And Hunter comes in in the bedroom, and I don't know, me and Jake were basically going to sleep, playing some video games, something like that. And he said, it hey. It was late. Like, it was yeah, late, it, was, it, was, it was almost <clears throat> midnight. Yeah. Yep. Hey, me and my buddies are going to go out, and we're going to spray paint some stop signs. It was one buddy. It was Hank Hudson. Okay. It was, it was Hank, Hank Hudson. Okay. Yeah, I forgot it was Hank. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no. Jake, I want you to tell the story from this point on because Hunter is saying he's going to go paint tattoos on this town. Those were the words that he used. You know, at the um, time, I didn't know really what that meant. I said, we're going to paint the number 12, which is our graduation year on every stop sign we see. Oh, I think I said, I think I was the one that said that. Right. that let's that say, let's that's say that's what happened. Time. So okay. go ahead and take it from here. Okay. Well, I said yes. Yeah. I said something along the lines of, you should do that. You know, you only live once. Um, you're, you're a boy, boys will be boys. You know, as a motto I live by, and don't, you know, don't be scared. Yeah. Something along those lines, right? And then I said... And I said, Jake, shut up. Hunter, don't listen to Jake. I said, Hunter, go paint tattoos on this town. I think that's what, I think it went something along those it, lines. It could have been, it could have been. And then... What's Hunter do? He decides to listen to not his brother. He listens to Jake. Um, whatever. Go to okay, I will take a step back. If you were to take the times that you listen to your brother versus when you listen to me or if you ever listen to me, I bet you would have a lot more fun that round on the right-hand side yeah. or my side yeah. versus this side. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You also wouldn't have as many fun. This is like a deposition type thing, actually. Yeah, but he was always looking out for me, but I didn't realize that. I thought he wanted my life to suck. That's why it, he was know, saying everything sometimes he was saying. You, I can <laughs> see where a person could think that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't because I wanted your life to suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that now. Golly. <laughs> so you, uh, 1 a.m., you're not home yet. And I'm like, you know, being dad, and I'm calling you. Hey, what's going on? Where you at, buddy? Worried about you? I'm at the police station. Yeah. I'm at the police station, Dusty. We got arrested. Um... One of the cops actually threw me up on the hood and frisked me pretty good. Yep. And I don't know what else, but I just know that at that time, you said, hey, I got to go. Dad's here. And then we heard my mom yelling. Uh, was, you know, From the other room, right, It's 1.30, one, one was she, a.m. Was she down there, too? At the no, time? she no, wasn't. I think She's so. freaking out because Hunter's arrested. <clears throat> I think she was on the phone with Beth. I, Beth. Think I, I was technically detained, but yeah. Yeah. Do what? I was detained. I wasn't You're, arrested. Oh, okay. okay. They had they, me. They had me captive. Did they put you in cuffs? Uh, They'll briefly. Do that. Briefly. They will do that. And I said, "Hey, am I being arrested?" They like they said, "No, we're just going to take you to the station so we can talk to your parents." So it was like a it was a soft arrest. Okay, soft arrest. <laughs> Have you read one of those? Mm, no. It's all been full on arrest. Yeah. 
I've never had it either. Either. Yeah. Okay. So moral of the story is go ahead and listen to Jake. Okay. So then how much did that cost you? Dude, at the time I thought it was a lot of money, but uh, they gave me a heck of a deal. It was like $437, I think, each of us had to pay because that was like the, the price. Is it like a BOGO type thing? Like yeah, it was. Sign, I think it was. One free. It was. I pay. We each, Me and Hank each pay that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Because they just needed to get the stuff off the signs. Yeah. A little bit of stories. You, you know, didn't have any attorney fees and all we, that? We had to go. I didn't even get a lawyer involved, man. It was. That didn't happen until two, you know, like three weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> I I, uh, I got, it was my first experience with uh, this chemical called Goof Off. They had it at True Value. You spray it on the spray paint. You wipe mm -hmm. it. It gets rid of the spray paint. Pretty good stuff. Wow. And that's, they still uh, have that's it the sponsor of this episode, isn't it? They still it? have Goof it. What's it called? Goof Off? Goof Off. Yeah. You said that was your first experience. Well, Another time? You More times? Other well, time, so. now in my adulthood, when people are like, well, what am I going to do? i got paint on this surface. I said, i got a pretty good product I can recommend. So we go to O'Reilly's, and we say, Mr. O'Reilly, I need some goof off. Yes. And they'll know exactly Bingo. what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Write that down. Oh, gosh. So there's the last part of the story is when we hear Mom yelling and, and pissed, <clears throat> Jake here, who he's, hasn't, he's, he's not scared of anything. He, he, he was scared. He was gone. He's gone. He bounced. There's nothing more more things you should be scared of in your life than an angry mom. No doubt. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's your mom or another person's mom. I mean, I'm out. I'm not staying around for that. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. It actually, you know, looking back on it, it was all. It was, it's been a fun story to tell. Yeah. It's been a really good story. At the time, it was a lot bigger deal. It was. It was definitely fun. I do remember that night. Like it yeah. was. It was a. Uh, I hit that. Yeah. Now, it's all sorry, good. buddy. The reason um, that this fits though with the firefighting is mom. Her biggest worry wasn't the fact that you got, you know, detained or that you had even done what you had done. She was scared to death that you were now not going to get accepted into the. Was it Blue River? Yeah, Blue River Fire Academy. Yeah. So. FA-23. Yeah. Because they had literally said, do not get in trouble. Don't, yeah. you know, don't have anything happen. So long story short, you still got hired. You're still a firefighter. I still got to go through the academy. You still yep. got to go through the academy, all that stuff. You're back good to on. go. Did that get, did that get messed yeah, up? Yeah, I kind of touched it. I'm sorry. We're good. So we're good. So, <laughs> so yeah, still kicking. Yeah, and that's, that goes, I mean, something small literally could, could really affect you. Yeah. So that weeks. that is the actual serious part of it, I guess, is that you think something is so simple and so small, but the simple things, you know, is what takes you the farthest in today's world, and it can also take you backwards too. It's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, really? Yeah. You know, you do the small things right. You do the small things wrong. All the little things. things. All the little things. They just keep adding up. You keep winning the. You know. Keep winning the day, man. Yeah. Win the day. Win the week. Win the month. Yep. Year. That's the story through yellow colored glasses, baby. Um, the more expensive mistake happened, what, three weeks later at the concert? Yeah. We won't even, we won't tell that one, but I had to pay for that one. I helped pay for that one. Yeah. Okay. So tell us some, let's talk about music. Okay. Talk about the music here. So, Jake, you got any questions before I, before I ask any questions? No. No, I'll just keep going along. Yeah. How many songs do you have out now? Total. Man, I've got, I've got over 20 songs out for the listening pleasure of the patrons. First songs came out in 2016, and I put out about, on average, six six songs a year. Uh, that, ma that math isn't right, but I've got over 20 songs out. Definitely so. not right. That's fine. Uh, how long How long does it take to put a put to put a song out to get a song out? 
typically it, on average? That's a good question. Well, there's a lot of factors. Uh, the biggest factor is money because it costs a lot to mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that the reason that it costs so much money is because the studio that you're going to, all the all the gear that it takes to record a song that is the same quality as the song on the radio, uh, you're running you're running it through you know five hundred thousand a million dollars worth of gear, and then you then you have to have all the people who play on the record, which are what they call session players. These are people who played on all the big hits, John okay. Party, uh, George Strait, Jason Aldean, yeah, all this Shania right. Twain, just just. Yeah, they played on every song you've ever heard on the radio. It's a select handful of these these players that are playing on the instruments on them. So you got to pay each of those people to play on your song. So um, for that reason, it's very very expensive, and that's that's the biggest uh, issue. If that if that weren't an issue, you could kick songs out all the time. So what's the difference between a <clears throat> a really good you know recording studio and a decent one? Is it because of the session players? Is that where most uh, of your that's money a big, comes from? Yeah, that's a that's a part of it, but it's really does the Quitting. guy behind the the computer know what he's doing? Okay. The guy that runs the studio does he know what he's doing? And the guy that I work with happens to know what he's doing. Yeah. So you're saying no one can just go open up a studio and just have no. the nice equipment? You got to be a very smart individual, and you got to hear things that ninety nine point nine percent of the population does not hear. Like I couldn't be I couldn't be a producer. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a producer that owns the studios then? Yes. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. I'm only asking because I don't know. So. Yeah, and every, every every spot's a little bit different, but yeah. The guy, the Kenny Royster is his name, the guy that I record with, and he's got a studio, and he is the engineer, which he, that means whenever all the people are playing, he's the guy who's pulling them all up on his computer. He's recording all of them at the same time, and um, he's communicating with them. Hey, I think this spot, you know, you could play this chord i think that would really lift the chorus and he's he's kind of coaching them through what he can see from a big picture perspective yeah he's kind of coaching them through he's getting all the pieces put together and then once they're the session players are out of there in a couple hours Mm -hmm. then for the rest of the week for 12 hours a day we're working on those songs getting everything correct perfectly lined out and it's it's about it's about 90 dollars an hour okay and you're working 12 hours a day for, for an entire week. So yeah. it, it adds up. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. You've become pretty tight with him, right? Yeah. I, I, know, I know you've talked about him for a long time. Yeah. And he he has a lot of there's, – there's some guys in your artists now that kind of were with him at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like that he was kind of responsible for getting them kind of up and going. And are, does he still have a lot – any big artists that are with him right now? or? Well – so the biggest artist that he had was was Luke Combs before he got his record deal. So probably the first, the first eight, probably the first eight or nine songs that Luke Combs ever put out, including Hurricane, were all out of Kenny's studio. And uh, the reason I actually found out about Kenny, the the way I found out about Kenny was I messaged Luke Combs on Facebook back in like 2015, 2014. And I was like, hey, man, I'm looking to record some songs uh, sometime in Nashville. Is there, do you have any recommendations? And he responded and said, yeah, go to Direct Image Studio. He'll hook you up. And that's how I figured out who to record with. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, so Luke Combs told you to go. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I just messaged him randomly on Facebook. I'm not going to act like I, I'm, I no. know Luke Combs or I'm friends with him. But back then he was small enough artist yeah. that I could just, I just messaged him. He said, yeah, man, go to this guy. He'll hook you up. That's so awesome. that's how I figured out who to go yeah. record with. 
And, um, you know, of course, as, as he got bigger, uh, you sign a big rec- multi-million dollar record deal, they have interests in-house where they want you to record with mm-hmm. their guy so that gotcha. when you're making money, Everybody their, gets kickback. their guy in-house is getting kicked back and it's yeah. a big money machine. You know? And that's kind of what I was asking because I'm sure there's a lot of studios. I mean, oh, assuming yeah. like down in Nashville, right? I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's studios everywhere. There's probably studios up in Kansas City. Like, so what's the different, like, what makes one better than the other? So basically, it's kind of players. what I'm gathering, it's the players, it's the equipment, of course, and then it's also the main guy being able to... Does the guy who is running the studio know what he's doing? It's gotcha. the biggest thing. How to engineer everything, the song-wise. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So one of the things, too, that, like, and that, that what you said about Luke Combs, um, you know, back in the day, being a smaller artist and all that, one of the things that I don't know if a lot of people realize... Like if they like country music and they listen to a lot of new artists, um, they might. But a lot of the guys that, like, if you think back to, well, okay, it was Jason Aldean and he was kind of coming up, right? Yeah. Or then it was like, um, oh, Thomas Rhett, and you had Four Georgia Line, and you've got all these different kind of groups of guys that are all kind of coming up at the same time. They're all writing songs together. That's what I mean by the high school aspect a little bit. You have these cliques of people who run around a little. Like I've got a I've got a group of guys now that I write songs with, and there's like four or five of us, and we we hit it off really well, and we write good songs together, and that's kind of my kind of my group. So I, I as much as I was you know talking negatively about it earlier, I participate in it 100. percent Yeah. <clears throat> no, and, and where I'm going with that is like those guys that, that you're writing songs with consistently, mm-hmm. and I mean I've even noticed it as as you know like when you send me something or you know the more consistent that you're doing it. Uh, and then the stuff that they're doing as well, you know, with with Kyle and uh, Matt, Matt, right? Matt, uh, Matt Jordan. Matt Jordan. Yes, yes Matt Jordan. Um, you listen, we've listened to a lot of his stuff at your house. Um, it's just kind of cool because it's like almost if one or two of them start to roll, yeah. everybody kind of rolls together. And yeah. that's because that's what we've seen in like in phases with a lot of these artists. Now, now yeah. You got, Something like Morgan Wallen, Hardy, and all those. In guys. earnest, yeah. <clears throat> like, like. Morgan Wallen is clearly the biggest artist out of those three, but he's always bringing Ernest and Hardy to open up for him, and those artists have blown up too. Hardy's yep. huge. Ernest is huge. I heard somewhere on the radio or something that they were, I don't know, like that group is one of the biggest country star groups in today's time right now. Is that, yeah, they've, is that, I mean, they're making the oh, most money. Combined. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're making all the money from the songwriter perspective, and they're, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, and honestly, it all goes back to even like the 2000s, you know, the early 2000s when you had Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw that were the, mm-hmm. the two main dudes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of interesting how when you can look at it from a big picture standpoint, even like when Brantley Gilbert was coming up, he had this crew. Well, he got in with a Jason Aldean camp, so yep. Jason Aldean cut a couple of his songs, and then then yeah, Kurt, he Kurt then people start yeah then people start looking at Brantley Gilbert like oh does he have music oh he's got an album out so then they start looking at him and then next thing you know he's in a big studio like we're talking about yeah. and he's cutting his first album and then he blows up and then and then there's people that are writing songs I know of uh, for Brantley Gilbert it's just a big cycle like yeah. Brian Davis was writing songs for Brantley Gilbert and he there for a second his artistry was pretty big because mm-hmm. he was opening up for Brantley Gilbert so yeah it is no, I think the main reason that I'm bringing all this up is because earlier when you, at the very beginning when we said, how long have you been in Nashville? In like six and a half years. That it doesn't feel like six and a half years, yeah. okay? And I think it's easy, like, for people to, you know, look at, you know, hey, Hunter's down in Nashville doing his thing. And, um, 
everything else just keeps moving, right? We're all still doing our own thing and, mm-hmm. you know, getting married, having babies, everybody that was super excited at the very beginning, um, all that stuff, like time just keeps moving on. And I think it's really interesting to point out, like the group, of, the group that you're surrounding yourself with now and the steps and how long it takes to get to where you're going, but the fact that it only takes one or two things, big things to happen to yeah. all of a sudden, boom. So yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool because you've just continued to just keep at it, persevere, and keep rolling with it. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know how that feels on your end, but I know, like as your brother, I'm super proud of that um, that you just keep rolling with it. But it can, I mean, there's a lot of insecurities that come with it, for sure. Like, what are the biggest? What are the biggest worries? Like, so whenever you're, you just wor- you just wonder if you're wasting your entire life and it's never going to work out, and all your money and investment that you're. Putting into it if it's ever gonna so do you, <clears throat> if it's ever gonna work out because there's nothing's guaranteed about it for sure and nothing's guaranteed anytime really no. so I guess the question for that is do you still like doing it like oh, are you yeah. still having fun like is it still yeah but, fire you up or does it feel like a job well there there's kind of I know you can say both because it's nothing nothing no there no one's gonna sit here and say that everything everything about you know if you're a professional football player everything about that is just fun right of course there's gonna be times where it's a it, yeah. It, it takes up a lot of time, but ultimately, whenever it's all done, whenever you've gone through the whole steps and got a song, you know, produced and it's out and it's done and it's ready, are you? Does it? Does that I, excite I you? I do love it, but I go through phases where I kind of lose sight of. I kind of lose sight of that, and I have to rediscover over and over my love for it. Yeah. To, Every time you rediscover it, then it you have like to. It. Yeah, because there's always going to be this phase where you're like, okay, no, I'm just going to go back to just doing it because I love it, and then you. You do good for a while, and then you kind of get sucked into the whole like self-comparing thing with all your friends who are having success. Like I've got a friend, I've got a friend um, who's like hitting it really big, is on the radio and stuff right now, having tons of success. Uh, named Priscilla Block, and like that was one of my that was my first friend that ever really blew up, you know. And that was like a, a obviously you're happy for your friends. Correct, uh, but but that was the first time I'd experienced that. Like that's a that can be a uh, that can mess with you mentally, and you gotta like you gotta like you gotta you gotta debrief and go. Hold on a second. Like we're all here doing our own thing, and uh, we're all doing this because we love it. And I I just had to get back to basics of just just um, just playing shows and just appreciate people showing up and yeah. and putting out music and just just loving the people we're loving it. So, Loving the process. Yeah, but yeah, you do have to make sure that you always come back to remembering to love it. Otherwise, it'll it'll yeah, it'll it'll. I can see off. that. I can definitely see that. Feels like you're kind of describing life in general, like with well, like, I mean, like not like on a yeah. different. Scale. It's a microcosm of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in a way. But but that goes to show, like I mean, if you like you have to do that with anything you know if it's running a business if it's a relationship if it's whatever that is like there's going to be times where it's like god damn why are we doing this you know and you got to go back to the basics you know what's the outcome what's the what's the long-term goal here versus looking at the short term in the next even two months or two years yeah you know and i think that if i mean i don't know anything about that stuff but i feel like that's that's what would keep you keep you going is one loving Mm -hmm. the process loving that you're doing it right um whatever the whatever your your outcome is like that's still there. You still want that outcome, right? That 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 still sounds great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because yeah. it would be hard. Like I feel like it would definitely be a job. Like I feel like, especially with all this stuff that you're telling me, you know, with the whole how to get a song out. Because you can probably, I'm sure, going out and playing, 
you know, gigs and stuff is fun. Yeah. I mean, you're partying and, you know, I mean, you know, like you're going out, you're having a good time, you're rocking and rolling. Like, that sounds like a good time to me, you know, going from one city to the next and, you know, but that's probably not what makes you... What yeah, but you, but, but even that stuff can you, you can, can run into the, somebody. You can, the, you can suck the fun out of, out of that stuff really quickly too yeah, if you're true. worried about the wrong thing. Like, there's been so many shows that I played where I was worried about, you know, I was so worried about whether I was pitchy or not, and I, if I if I sang perfect or if, yeah. and if people thought I was perfect, that I didn't even have fun playing the show because I was so worried about, you know, correct. And that's it's just like a bunch of mental things you just yeah. gotta overcome. But yeah, it's, it's such is life. Correct. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't really care what anybody thinks about me. Like they can like me, they can dislike me. Like if you're just you and organic, yeah. like having a good time, that's all that matters. You know, and if you go out and have a good time at a show, like mm-hmm. if you're having fun, dude, that's gonna fun is way more oh, yeah. better than perfect. No yeah. one's gonna be perfect, and if they are, then it's kind of like well. And I am, I am like that in uh, every other facet of my life. So I'm trying to figure out. How to be you like that? Catch, did you guys catch that reference? No, I didn't hear what you said. Because I was already thinking about what I was going to say next. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, man, jerk. Yeah, jerk. Jerk. God. God. No, I said every. You know, if you, if you want to be perfect, it's not that oh, fun. I mean, like if somebody's if somebody goes out and sings a perfect song and they they have no personality, it's no fun. I was totally joking here, Dusty. So, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be fun. Like yeah. people aren't going to show up to that. Like, oh wow, he was that was really good, but it was boring. You know, yeah. versus if you go out and have a great time, everybody's having fun. And then I pointed at Dusty, and I said, you know, if he's trying to be perfect, no personality, no fun. Yes. Boring. Yeah. Sucky. <sighs> Jake. Golly. See? Okay. But no, See, what, you're saying, what you're saying, though, like, um, on worrying about certain things. I mean, I, I know at shows that, that I've been at with you, like, when we've had these conversations and stuff, like, it's very, it's very easy to tell, like, all of a sudden when you go from kind of worrying about something to no, I'm just rolling with this and your energy yeah. level and your performance and, and all that stuff. I mean, it makes a, it just makes a huge difference. So you're 100% spot on there. Yep. I just but, know the times I've ever sang karaoke. If I'm going all out and just rocking and rolling and I'm just smiling, you know, everybody else seems to have a good time too. It doesn't yep. matter if it sounds like absolute dog shit. I've done that twice. Yep. So. One time it was just, what, like eight Hispanic yeah, there's a bunch watching. of Hispanic people, and they were all rock and rolling with me. They had no yep. idea what I was saying, but everybody was smiling. I didn't even know the words of the song. Yeah. But you're giving off the right energy. And they said, they said, hey, they, the next day they recognized me. <laughs> when you were on vacation, right, at the resort? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. There was like, what, 10 people? I think they're actually from um, China. Nice. Chinese. Really? Japan or something. I don't know. Okay, so they were not Hispanic. Okay. No, they definitely were not. I, oh. I don't know where you got that one, but... Anyways. Huh. All right. Well, goals. What are your goals 2023? Um, my goal is to play a bunch more shows this this year. Um, How I many? I, I'd like to play, let's just say, 100 shows. That's going to be my goal. Wow. Yeah. Is that a lot? That, 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 a is lot. A, that is a lot. I probably played like 50 or 60 this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. But that. It's got 52 weeks. Yeah. Dang. But That's too, too I took a. I took a... I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I took a step back playing some shows this past year because I was trying to figure out a lot of things um, to supplement mm-hmm. my music. Like, I got my own podcast going. I learned how to shoot videos for YouTube and, and stuff like that and do social media a little bit better, I hope. Um, and now that I know how to do some of that stuff, uh, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm getting back to the fundamentals, getting back to the basics. Just go out and play shows again. 
Yeah. Because I definitely uh, miss playing a ton. Yeah. Like I was That's awesome. the year before that. So I got to get back to that. And I feel like you see the big artists, <clears throat> I mean, at least what I see, like sometimes, and I could be completely wrong here, but sometimes they'll go on tours where they're going on tours every year or so, and then sometimes they won't go on tours for a couple years as well, right? Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. So sounds like this is the year you're going to do a bunch of touring. And... Yep. And then I'm going to put out I'm going to put out my second album. It's been sitting for way too long. Um, so that's going to be coming out uh, sometime in March. I got to get a solid date. I just got all the artwork finalized and everything today. That's awesome. So I'm going to get all that stuff set in motion. And uh, that's awesome. The biggest, I mean, and this sounds kind of vague and cheesy maybe, but the biggest goal for 2023 is to just not. There's already enough things slowing me, slowing me down. I just gotta try not to work against myself. I gotta try not to be my own worst enemy. Yep. Will be the, Focus the on your main strengths. goal for 2023. Have fun, and and let the success follow because of that. Have fun and focus on your strengths. Yep. All your weaknesses, just acknowledge that they're your weaknesses. Yep. Hmm. Talked about that the other day. Yeah. <clears throat> if you suck at it, admit it. I suck at that. I'm not gonna do social media. I suck at it. I might yeah. have somebody else do it. Yeah. If I'm good at this. Just get really good at that and let everybody else around you, which is what you've been talking about this whole time. You're only as good as the people you have around you down. It doesn't matter what it is. So if you yep. get those people around you, get it as an all you got to, yep. of course, do stuff you suck at at some point in time, but that's the goal is to get people around you that are really good at what you suck at. Yep. Are, the, are, there, are, there, any, um, are there any places in Nashville that, that you haven't played at that you're like, hey, I, this is where I really want to play I mean is there been any we're kind of going into, into detail a little bit like on what you're playing in Nashville um, other places that you're going and then maybe some some places there that you're still trying to, to get um I feel like we've I feel like I've crossed a lot of really cool places off the list um listening room is a really really cool spot in Nashville that's uh when you play there on a the weekend it's sold out every time gotcha pretty much and it's not I, like it was sold out when I played, not because I was playing, but just because that's how much of a hot ticket thing it is. Um, that was really, really cool. Um, getting to play on Broadway occasionally is, is really fun. Uh, got to, I've got to play at most of those bars. That's some cool stuff to check off the list. Um, I mean, obviously, the biggest one that, that you want to play is the Ryman and the Grand Ole Opry. You know, For sure. Those are like the, the bucket list, <clears throat> dream of all dreams yeah. kind of thing. And uh, so I'll be working toward that. Um, but, yeah, just. What's one for 2023? And I only ask that because from um, what I'm comparing is, like, you know, with some of my goals personally, like, of course, I want to do, you know, playing at maybe the one that's, like, your lifelong dream. Yeah. Right? Well, I know mine, and this could be wrong, don't, but. I know sometimes my lifelong dreams are not going to happen in 2023, right? Yeah. So I have a, a goal of what do I really want to, what's one thing that I think is 100% doable to accomplish in 2023? What's that one for you? And I don't know if that's like a place that you would like to play at for 2023 or maybe just yeah. a goal in general. Like what's one thing that you are like, gosh, at if, if anything, if everything else fails and doesn't happen, like if I can just get this thing done, it'll be a success. And I feel like everybody always has at least that one thing. And maybe they don't, but. Do you have anything like that? Um, yeah, I've got I've got two goals uh, in mind for this year, and, they're and I actually, guess you don't have to say it out loud if you don't. No, you don't have to, okay. but uh, I will okay. just for the hell of it. But um, two goals for this year, and I don't know how I'm going to do them, but I'm, I guess that's the whole point of a goal. You got to figure it out. But 
Um, I would really like to open up a show for somebody at uh, High Country Nights at PNL. Okay. And then I'd really I love that. I'd really <clears throat> like to have a show with me and um, a couple other bands and promote it really, really well and have a have a big, uh, huge thing at the Grandview Amphitheater. Okay. Which is a new spot. Okay. Grandview, yeah. like right here? Or yeah, Grandview, Grandview Amphitheater. Amphitheater. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So, I mean, I love I love all the Nashville stuff, but like I I really do love coming back and and, and doing shows. Like mm-hmm. so some of my biggest my biggest dreams and aspirations are are like big shows around here. You know, yeah. so, I think Hot Country Nights is awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's dude, a big deal. I freaking love. Yeah, sounds like a party. Well, dude, and the shows that you've done, I mean, at the fair the last yeah. few years, like those are mm-hmm. those are some of the like those have been some of the funnest shows. And, and I've seen you play a lot, and you can like whenever you have that kind of, you know, that kind of show. Yeah. It just transfers right over to you and your energy and your band's performance yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Those are good. Those are good goals. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I love that. Well, oh, I, I know what my question was. Who are the most like famous people? Not not singers. You've been playing in, you know, you're playing on Broadway, doing your thing. And all of a sudden, there's just this person shows up at your show. Um, I was playing an empty hotel lobby, and Rob Schneider from all the Adam Sandler movies. Oh, no, we suck again. (laughs) That dude walked up and threw uh, 20 in my tip jug, and he goes, great job, man. Keep it up. Figured out later that he had a comedy set at, um, at Zany's, which is the comedy club in Nashville. I got to meet Theo Vaughn after his set at Zany's, which was really? really cool. How was he? Awesome. Let's get him on the My podcast. My favorite, dude. Gosh, that guy's awesome. And then I randomly I randomly met uh, Jordan Peterson at a bar. My cousin? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. No, not his cousin. Oh. Jordan Peterson, no. He's a Jordan. clinical psychologist from Canada, and he's like... Okay. I have a cousin named Jordan Peterson. Gotcha. So you say, yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, dude, yeah. that's fucking freaking no. small world. Um, the, this guy was like the top like person I, I was like, if I could ever meet anybody. God, and I met him God. randomly at a bar in Nashville. Wow, it was super is, cool. That so that was, that was awesome. And then you see random people out. Uh, you ever seen Morgan Wallen? I haven't seen him out randomly. I have seen Hardy out <clears throat> randomly. I've seen a lot of random country yeah. artists. I feel like you would, because I feel like I see Darius Rucker ran into him one night. Okay, at, that's just, but that's just the culture of yeah. Nashville. Yeah. Dude. What about people. Clay Travis? You, you, that's that's he owns that uh, the the bar that does all the the games. Sports betting. No. Oh. The the uh, the real cheap one. Sporting downtown sporting club and Paradise Park. Paradise Park. Yeah, he owns those. Well, right? they closed that. That's going to be the Garth Brooks bar now. Oh. They okay. sold it. Oh, okay. So. Huh. Huh. Okay. And then Titans games. Don't ever go to those anymore. Golly. Terrible. Yeah. Trash. Horrible. Worst fans in the world. Well, Worst you just got to remember that every time they play the Chiefs, it's their Super Bowl. So. Correct. A lot of times. So, I've actually, you know, we just had a conversation about that earlier, didn't we, Dusty? Yeah, every time every time someone plays Jake in anything, it's their Super Bowl. He's the most important person to beat. Have you ever noticed that any time anybody beats the Dusty Chiefs, said it. it's their Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, maybe. oh, it is. No, it's that's a hundred percent the truth. The Bengals, like, even though the Bengals yeah. have beat us three times in a row, oh, we beat the Chiefs. The fact that they beat us the last game that they beat us, they're acting like they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like, right. did they win the Super Bowl last year? No, they got. Yeah, it. I didn't think so. <laughs> who who is their quarterback? Does anybody know? 
Joe Burrow. Oh, okay. I, I, I sometimes forget about him too. How many passing yards he got? He's you, like third dude, on the Chiefs. Right? Chiefs are the best. Okay. Do there's you, no one else that's even close to the Chiefs, you, and there's nobody that will prove me wrong on that. No, 100. percent I agree. I we are right watching there. greatness in between our eyes. We're having a in between our eyes. We are. We're having our, our our rebuilding year where we where we lost the best receiver. Yeah. Uh, the fastest receiver of all time. Our rebuilding year. And, and we're how still many rookies up. do we have on our defense? All of them. We traded our quarterbacks, only. defensive end, the most important positions on the in the game on defense. Yeah. Who are our wide receivers? Juju. He's good. Who else? MVS. He's terrible. Absolutely terrible. He can't catch anything. No, he's no. He's starting to come around. No, no, dude, he's terrible. He can't get off. He cannot get off the ball. He can. He's straight line. That's it. Yeah. He can't break away from from any kind of cornerbacks. He's terrible. Well, we're gonna need Who him. Who else? We're gonna need him to come through. Yeah. We are. We don't need him. No, we don't. We have Patrick Mahomes. I know, but we're gonna need him to make some plays. No, Patrick remember, Mahomes. You guys remember plays. a few years ago whenever Sammy Watkins had been pretty much crap all year and the playoff run the year we won the Super Bowl? You remember how it's we won the Super Bowl? It's not going to be MBS, though. I'm not saying that it necessarily will be that. Is, I'm just saying we're going to need somebody, you know, besides Juju and Kelsey to. Um, Sammy Watkins is a first round talent, dude. Like he he has that that it factor when he's yeah. when he's when he's healthy. Yeah. No one on our team does. It's Patrick Mahomes, baby. Do you realize, though, your Joe Burrow point earlier, do you realize that he had Justin Jefferson, yeah. Jamar Chase, yeah. Clyde, who is awesome, we yeah. all know that. Um, Randy Moss's cousin or sister or brother. Or son. son. Randy Moss's son. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was the tight end. Tight end. That was, can you imagine having Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson to throw to? And Jamar, in college. And, Jamar <laughs> and Justin Jefferson was the number two yeah, by insane. a long shot. Yeah, that was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, okay. Joe Burrow sucks. Patrick Mahomes. What about Josh Allen? Josh Allen sucks. Patrick Mahomes. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more questions for Hunter? No, dude. What I mean, what would you recommend for somebody who is uh, you know, feels like they're stuck in a little city or a little town or maybe a big town and you know, maybe they want to make a change? What does that look like? What, what would you What would you recommend them doing? No matter if they're stuck in a job, stuck in some, you know, job that they hate, or you know, the atmosphere sucks, or it's boring, or they just, you know, they just don't like what they're doing. Yeah. What would you tell them? What would you tell them? How would you do it? I I would just tell them that it's all risky. I mean, going to a new place to chase a dream is risky, but staying where you're at and not and and and, and hating what you're doing. Is, is also risky, risky because you're gonna you're gonna regret later on. That's gonna suck. And then um, I had another point. So what you just said to me is pick your risk. Yeah. Do you yeah. risk being a what's the, what's the saying? I don't know where you're going. Bump on a log. Bump on a log. Bump on risk being a bump on a log. It's better to have loved and lost than to never love at all. Love that one. Let's, let's go with that one. All right. <laughs> That's good. Episode. I almost said 2021, but episode 21, right? Yeah. We're out. Cut. That was good. Cool. Cut.